Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Okay, so something that we talked about a lot in New River Gorge. There were a lot of opinions about it. A lot of opinions was eggs. Yeah. A lot of opinions. Specifically coming from Tino. And I think it's because he's traumatized. I think so. Because apparently he has many family members obsessed with eggs. Yeah. Which is funny because I've not, you know, encountered anybody. Egg uh, fetishists? With uh, an obsession with eggs. Like, Mm. I'm like, okay, all right. I feel like they're a food, they're a thing, but I guess people can be obsessed with it. Yeah. People can be obsessed with anything. Sure. Anything goes. (laughs) It sure does. As Cole Porter taught us. Cole Porter. Um, anything does go. But yeah, I think there was also a lot of like branching conversation about eggs and mayonnaise. I oh. feel like this was like uh there was definitely like a um team mayo on this yes, trip. And, and there was a team, team no, no mayo. mayo. It was me and Brian on team no mayo, mm-hmm, correct? Mm-hmm. And it was you and Tino on team mayo. Yeah, put it on everything. Uh-huh. No, yeah. put it on nothing. Get put rid it, of it. Put I, it on like, my cotton candy that I get at the boardwalk. No. First of all, <laughs> you don't get cotton candy at the boardwalk, girl. Well, I've never seen you do that <laughs> in your life. Well, there's been a time before you were involved, okay. so... Mm-hmm. And I slathered it with mayo. Oh, did you? <laughs> yep. Mayo mm-hmm. on cotton. I'm pretty Ugh. sure it would make cotton candy disappear, but okay. Mm-hmm. The, um, no, I am team no mayo all the way. Mm-hmm. No mayo, no. All the way No mayo all the way No mayo, no. That is... <laughs> That is how I feel, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm and i sticking to mm-hmm. it. I do agree with the internet's memification of aioli is the best rebranding of mayo that anybody has ever had. And I sure. would agree that, yes, I am more willing to... Dip your toes in the aioli Dip pool. my toes in an aioli than I will <laughs> just straight up mayo. Mm-hmm. If they're like, it's a classic aioli right from a jar, get it out no. But if it is like a well-done aioli that's got a lot of, you an know... Ar- an artisanal mayo. An artisanal aioli. aioli. No, if it's a, an aioli that's got a lot of flavor to mm-hmm. it, then I'm going to forget about the fact that it's mayo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, get that mayo out of... Get it out of here. Mm-hmm. Get it out. Because 
I think we had a whole conversation about, do we buy it when we're at the store? And I was firmly in the yes. I think we bought a squeezable bottle just for Tino and I. I think you did. And I did put it on a lot of things. Yeah. And so did Tino. Including your pancakes. Yeah. (laughs) Also your breakfast sausages. Mm -hmm. Also your little, your uh, Nutri-Grain bars. I put it on like Fig Newtons. Your granola, Mm -hmm. your Fig Newtons. You put it on everything. Mm -hmm. Because that's what you do. I'm not weird about food. Like that, that wouldn't bother me. I think I'd be like, okay, this is a food so I like. So name a food that you you don't care for. There are very few. I am a very much so an equal opportunity eater. Yeah. But you're not going to take that, that and run with it. <laughs> <laughs> do I need to? I'm pretty um, sure we all have imaginations yeah. here. <laughs> um, I think it's like a rice pudding. I think it's a rice pudding he situation. a little bit in his mouth saying rice pudding every time. Because of the texture. That's that's really it. I don't mind the taste at all. It's like a weird texture. And I'll eat it. It's just not my favorite. Yeah, you'll eat anything. <laughs> it's true. Sign me up. If, I'm, if there's like, anytime people are like, are there dietary restrictions? I'm like, well, no, Mike will eat anything. And then I'm like, but here's my list of things. Mm-hmm. And um, however, it used to be worse for me. Mm-hmm. My I was raised by my mom, who is a very, very picky eater. My dad, less so a picky eater. So I was a little more exploratory at my dad's house as far as food. But my mom was, I adapted a lot of her picky eating for a mm. long time. And so then I would like let go of a lot of that as I got older. But and tell me, how does the picky eating make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> make me, it makes me feel close to my mother. I feel like I have control. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely don't. I'm just like, no, thank you. I, I, and the thing is like, I actually don't think I have that long of a list. You seem to think it is a dramatic long list of things mm-hmm. that requires a lot of concession and There's accommodation. There's a scroll that like unravels down <laughs> right. the street. But really it's just like uh, mayonnaise, mustard, sour cream. All the best things in uh, life. And canned tuna fish and pickles and black olives. I think there's another ant coming. I think that's all. Mm-hmm. I think that's all well, of them. I think I've covered them. You're just like uh, averse to condiments, basically. I don't love a ton of condiments. And um, I'd like a hamburger with no anything, nothing on it, just the bun and the burger. For the record, that is not the tone of voice that I use when I order. I'd like a hamburger. <laughs> it's more like that. Let's talk about what you've internalized. Well, it's a lot of trauma from you and your picky eating. Wow. Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes, and open your heart when you get at the National Park At the National Park At the National Park Follow you, I'll follow you there 
We would like to acknowledge that while hiking and visiting the land also known as New River Gorge National Park, that we were on the traditional and stolen land of the Manitan, Yuchi, Shunwanwaki, Shawnee, and Tutelo peoples. In our first episode of the season, and our first episode in New River Gorge, you heard all about our first part of our first day with our friends Brian and Tino, who we visited at the park with in the spring of 2021. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the first part of our day with Brad and Grandma Joy and Jess when we visited the park a few months later in the fall of 2021. This was a very quick weekend down to New River Gorge in the fall of 2021. Mm -hmm. I had stayed at your house the night before. Yeah. And we got up. Took myself a little personal day. (laughs) On a Friday. Yeah. Very early. Probably, I think it was the 5 a.m. departure. Something like that. Got in the car and headed out from your house. Yeah. Ooh. It was quite a trek. Now, meanwhile... We have just gotten off of a five-week road trip to... About a month prior. About two months prior. About two months prior. Yeah. So it was nice to do something else, but also we were a little tired of driving. And just in general traveling. Like, I'm still recovering. Oh, me too. (laughs) A full year later. Me too. Like, I'm like, ooh, I'm really kind of glad we didn't do that much traveling this year because I think my body needed to just be in one place for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. We were so excited because we finally were going to be able to meet Brad Ryan and Grandma Joy in person, Mm -hmm. right? We have a group text with Brad Ryan. We have done an episode with Brad and Grandma Joy. Yeah, we'd been talking to Brad for quite some time, for years. For For years. Even before they sort of like... season one. Yeah, before they even became nationally known. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We were already in conversations with Brad then. He sent us the sweetest email. Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of like we've been friends ever since. Yeah. So we were, you know, had schemed while we were uh, recording our interview with them that we wanted to all go to the newest national park together, New River Gorge. Mm -hmm. And it ended up working out that we could go in the fall of 2021. So we went to West Virginia again. Yes. I honestly don't remember anything about that drive other than, yeah, I'm sure we made a few stops. We continued along the way, and then we finally arrived again in the same part. Yes. In the north end of New River Gorge. At the Canyon Rim Visitor Center. At the Canyon Rim Visitor Center in the Fayetteville area. Yes. We had been texting with Brad, and Brad told us uh, a couple of days beforehand, he goes, so I haven't told Joy that you're coming because I want it to be a surprise. Mm -hmm. Because he and Joy do listen to some of our episodes on their journeys. Yeah. And so she just talked about how much she laughs at how scared I am Mm -hmm. in various moments. Yeah. We had talked about doing a lot of different things there, including that bridge walk that we had discovered in the episode before. Yes. So we were finally now all getting together. Yeah. Brad was texting us saying, hey, meet us at the visitor center because it ended up working out that that's where we could meet. He was like, and like do a hide, hide, and then we'll like... Reveal you. Do a reveal. Yeah. Right? So we we did the whole thing. And mm-hmm. We hid behind a tree on the other side of the visitor center near the left side. And then Brad and Joy and Jess and Evan Williams. His gigantic giant schnauzer. Giant schnauzer. Giant yeah. black schnauzer. Came up to the visitor center. And then they were looking at something. And then we just sort of were like... Are you are you Grandma are Joy? You Grandma Joy. Brad's like, do that. <laughs> He's like, make sure you say that because it'll definitely throw her off just thinking it's someone that's just coming up. Like yes. yeah. He's like definitely Surprisingly do that. enough, 
or not surprisingly enough, Grandma Joy gets recognized all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. And so... It happened while we were on the trip, like two did. or three times. Yeah. And so we uh, do that, and then she immediately recognizes us, mm-hmm. and it was sort of like family reunion immediately. She, she hugged me, and she was like, oh, I'm so happy that the both of you are here. And I'm like actually tearing <laughs> thinking about her right now. I was like... I'm so happy to be here too. It was oh, like what such a, a nice, like place. grandmotherly energy, obviously. Right. But it was like so nice to like basically have made her day by showing up. And um, she made our day by, oh, totally. by being herself, by yeah. being who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that th- we all got to hang out together. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of the same things that we did with Brian and Tino yeah. pretty immediately. Yeah. We went into the visitor center. We chatted with the ranger. We went in onto the back deck and looked over the porch at the view. And then we even went and did all of the stairs. We did. Grandma Joy is tenacious. Tenacious. She- there's no stopping and her. And she's like, an, oh, I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter. Because yeah. she was 93, 92, mm-hmm. something like that. She was either 92 or 93 on this trip. Yeah. So she's either 93 or 94 now. And she's like, let's go. Let's do it. So we do end up descending all of 178 stairs. Mm-hmm. And then we come all the way back up. Yeah. And uh, Joy is doing just fine. Yeah. And so Joy was like, let's go do a trail. Remember, I think we were there like the weekend of October 10th or something. So it was kind of like mid-October. Yes. So we're also encroaching upon the sun is setting at an earlier time. It's probably maybe like three o'clock at this point. And there's quite a bit of fall foliage mm-hmm. around. And, and just... I had come into my power. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fully realized. Fully realized. Mm-hmm. Right. When when the summer supreme dies. hmm or no, when the autumn supreme rises, the summer supreme fades away, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is, that is... It's the tale of you and I. <laughs> that is right. You sort of take winter with you and I'll, mm-hmm. I take spring with me mm-hmm. too. Sure. So yes, we um, we said, okay, great. Well, we do know of a hike to do. That's not too long. Not too long and that we could probably all mm-hmm. do together. And that was the, the long, long point, point hike. Mm-hmm. The long point trail. And with that, let's take our first break. Okay, so we are playing One Letter Change. We play this a lot on Long Point Trail, especially with Brad, Grandma Joy, and Jess. Real good time to pass the time, especially towards the end of the hike. That's right. The rules of the game are as such. It's two words who come one right after the other, but there's just one letter that's different. Mm -hmm. And so you want to try and guess this two-word phrase by giving a clue. Right. So for example, a store... That makes boats. A ship shop. Correct. So ship and shop are one letter different. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes, depending on the one letter change, the two words rhyme and sometimes they don't. Right. So that's how we play Mm -hmm. one letter change. Right. Okay. So here we go. Are you ready for my first one? Sure. This is a haze that forms in the air by a fruit that was beloved by the ancient Greeks. Hazy, often opaque, haze that sits in the air that is formed by an ancient, by a fruit that we still love today, but was also enjoyed by ancient Greeks and Romans. Is grape one of the word? Nope. It might be associated with the name Newton. Oh, a fig. What is the fig fog? Correct. Right. 
this is an older woman who operates a machine that lifts things into the air, usually at a construction site. So lift isn't one of the words? No. Crane? Mm Mm-hmm. She could even be described as a witch. Oh, I don't know. What's a crane crone? Crone? Yeah. Oh, I don't use that word often. (laughs) Well, you should start influencing (laughs) it in your vocabulary. Okay, great. Here's my next one. This is a raised bump that you get on your skin from using a buggy at the grocery store. A buggy? (laughs) Is cart one of the words? Yes. Okay. A raised bump on the skin from fungus. From fungus? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. What is a cart wart? Oh, a cart wart. A wart. (laughs) A cart wart. All right. When you're sitting on a picnic blanket and your hands reach backward, this is what you might do to the ground below you. Is touch one Mm -mm. of the words? Rest? Mm Mm-mm. To the green ground below you. Is grass one of the words? Mm-hmm. Um, grasp, grass. A grass, grasp, yes. Great. Great. And that was one letter change. We're about to tell you all about the Long Point Trail. We're also going to tell you about what happened simultaneously when we hiked it with Brian and Tino, and also when we hiked it with Brad, Joy, Jess and Evan Williams. Yeah, so get ready. Wait, was Evan on the trail with us? us, No, No, we took Evan back. That's right. So it was just Brad and Joy and Jess. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Get ready to split your brains in half (laughs) and enjoy the ride. (laughs) In order to get to the trailhead, we have to cross back over the bridge and head towards Fayetteville and then down West Virginia 16, then on to Gatewood Road, and then the parking lot is on County Route 98. This is a pretty medium-sized lot, and it's basically like right in a neighborhood. This is sort of like the park communities that we've experienced before, like Cuyahoga and Shenandoah, where the park kind of intermingles in some ways and also is on the edges of community. So it's interesting that this is sort of our launch point. Sometimes those homes are even in in the parkland. That's true, right. So, yeah. There is a bathroom here. Yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but clearly Long Point Trail is a popular trail. Yeah. That people do often. Mm-hmm. Both times we did this, there weren't a ton of people on it either time. No. There was plenty of room in the parking lot. More so the second trip. I think I don't think we really saw anyone when we were there with Brian and Tino, but the second trip we definitely saw a bunch of people on the way out and on the way back. There were people that had kind of come out to the end of the point and then kind of made their way back ahead of us. So yeah, but the lot was pretty empty. When we were... There with Brad and Grandma Joy, we basically had really just saw them at the visitor center, done that quick hike, didn't really have a lot of downtime or break time. And we were essentially like right on the trail with them. I don't remember that. I don't think we really took too much with us. I think Brad carried a backpack and maybe I carried my water bottle, but I don't think we fully geared up because we had done the trail before. And in that first time, we were more fully geared up. It with was, Brian and Tino, we yeah. were all four of us fully geared up. Yeah. And I would say that's probably a good idea to do that. Yeah, I think... For this trail. It's not that long. No, it's in total, it's three miles. That's 
that's there and back. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's one and a half miles out. Basically, yeah. I don't know. I feel like somewhere in between. I don't think you need everything, but it is a good idea to have like probably your bladder or something. The water bottle was fine for me. It actually, I think, not having too much helped us in the end when we were there with Brad and Grandma Joy and True. Jess. When we were there with Brian and Tino, there was a little bit more rain. So we were kind of geared up in rain gear. It was a little colder. In the fall, it was very warm. Um, I think I had a t-shirt on and just tights, tights and shorts. Getting onto the trail, we essentially leave right from the bathrooms and there is a treadway to walk on. It's very puddly at this point. Again, a lot of rain had come through and eventually we come through this very small wooded area before ending up on the trail, which is essentially in people's backyards. It's very, very open here. We can see into like three or four backyards They're from this fenced point off. in the trail. We yeah. see them right there. There is a very little boardwalk after walking through the backyard area of the trail. There is this little boardwalk sort of blind off to your left that one could stare off into the um, like the grassland that's there. Right. It wasn't like the, there was an enormous view to see. No. But it was there. And it was, we walked up there, Bright Latino and I walked up there and we saw it and we were like, all right. And then we sort of just came back onto the trail and kept going. Yeah. It doesn't take us long to then dive very quickly back into the woods. Like this is a pretty brief section of just open area and kind of grassland. In that initial woodland area, it's pretty gravelly and very well maintained as far as the trail goes. But when we were there in the spring, it was incredibly muddy and there were so many puddles. So I think we were really glad that we packed what we did, rain jackets, you know, had our boots on and everything. I think that really helped us in this situation. In the fall, it was less muddy, but I did notice this time that there were quite a bit of exposed tree roots on the trail, and Joy was making a very conscious effort to not step on the tree roots because that is what trips her up on a trail. Mm -hmm. So after she started doing that, I was like, that's a good idea. Maybe I would have a better experience Mm. not stepping on tree roots. So I avoided them too. And I feel like when we hiked in the spring, I think you brought your poles, but I don't think in the fall you had them because I think you would sort of like, no, I think remembering this, I'm good right now. The trail does become wide. It gets a lot wider at some points and then it becomes a little narrower here and there. So it, it varies throughout. In the spring were these very ghostly trees that it was still very early spring. So there wasn't a lot on the trees as far as greenery goes, but there were these very white pronounced leaves that were still hanging on from the fall past that just made these trees seem very, they stood out like you could not miss them. So I just remember staring at all of these kind of ghost trees as we were calling them as we were walking around. And the trail was very, very muddy. Like it just was clear that there was a lot of rain that had come through. Both times on this trail, it was late afternoon. So we were getting late afternoon light, late afternoon sky. Right. And obviously the light was a little different depending on the time of year, but it was still sort of that early evening spookiness. Mm -hmm. And there were quite a few spots on this trail that even in total daylight felt dark. Right. 
parts where, especially here where trees were growing over the trail, there were a couple of little footpaths away from the trail that like looked like they disappeared into like spooky trees. Mm-hmm. It seemed like that this is a very good trail for biking as well. So those offshoots were very clearly like mountain biking legs of the trail that you could take so you weren't with the general population who might be hiking it and avoiding that kind of collision potentially that was happening. While there's not a lot of crazy gain here, you do definitely gain some elevation. There's a lot of times where we were dipping on this trail and then bounding pretty much right back up to then dip again. But most of this is pretty gentle. And eventually we hit a section that clearly feels like we've reached the top of something and we see a sign that says no bicycles beyond this point and see that we are clearly about to head on a very big decline situation. From this point, we move into what we would call the rhododendron forest area. This is where things start to sort of turn in this trail, and things look a little bit different. And it felt kind of like Pisgah National Forest in uh, North Carolina. Yeah, it definitely had that sort of very close, much so surrounded by rhododendrons, very close on the trail. It's very tight, and it felt like you were really diving when you didn't really decline too much, but it was a definite market changed from the rest of the trail. That's right. Yeah. And there were a ton of roots here and a lot of exposed rock. Being very specific about footwork was very important. I remember turning around and watching Joy be very careful about where she placed her feet. I do remember that Evan was actually with us on this trail because I remember there were definitely times where I was walking him. He was sort of being traded off here oh, and that's there. right. That's and especially right. this part became a little bit more of a concern with just him too, right? Getting down and you know he's he was a very young dog, but like but a very big, full dog. of energy and oh, a very yeah. big dog. I remember when we were on the trail in the spring, a lot of the concern for our footwork was the roots that were here, a lot of exposed roots and how slick everything was. This was also definitely a concern for us as we were hiking to ensure that we were making smart choices with where our footfall was happening. As we kind of hike this in this early springtime with Brian and Tino to our left, you really start to get some very interesting views of the kind of the mountains and the tops of the um, the canyon because there aren't a lot of things in bloom on the trees. So there's and a very clear shots through. They're starting to peek through. Mm-hmm. That view is starting to peek through mm-hmm. and really sort of penetrate through all of the different mm-hmm. uh, branches and tree limbs that aren't covered in leaves. Right. After this section, we kind of bound back up a little bit into what I would describe as like a narrow catwalk, although it's not really that narrow. It just, you know, at this point that there are drop offs on either side of you. They're not close. This wasn't a point where I think you felt too concerned as of yet. But you know that there's really nothing to your left or right after a few feet. We were able to get some really awesome views to the right now. And this is where we can see the river start to come back in again. So it's the first time we're really able to see the river from when we were at the visitor center to now. We also get to see in the early spring some waterfalls off to the right, which was really, really cool, which I don't remember if I, I think we were them able to see the them fall. in the fall. Yeah, I don't know that they were going. No, I think it was less intense at that time of the year or the trees were covering them a little bit more. So it was right. less easy sight line. 
Now, in the fall, these views beyond where we were were peeking through a whole lot less. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which would make for a really great sort of stunning kind of reveal right at the very end. Mm-hmm. In the spring, things are very, very gray for most of this hike as we had gotten onto this catwalk section as i'm calling it the sun starts to poke through the clouds and it starts to become this very very kind of faint sunlight some sections of blue sky we start to get to this very rocky section that we know that we can step down further to go out onto the point to get a little bit of a better view. And from here, we can sort of start to see the bridge a little bit more clearly, but we know if we keep walking a little bit more, the view is going to be incredible. At this moment, this narrow catwalk, just beyond it, the rocks become pretty bald, and the trees on either side are gone. And it does come to a A point. point. Yeah. And that is what long point that's the terminal view that's the terminal view Mm -hmm. when we did this hike the first time i was terrified at this moment and went i'm gonna sit back here i'm good right here Mm -hmm. i was getting plenty of view to the right and to the left and i felt very safe and i felt fine mike brian and tino all went out to the very tip as you prayed <laughs> your rosary As for us. I, <laughs> and thinking about it actually makes my breathing very, very heavy right now. Because really, I feel like I represent uh, an actually like quite a majority of people who like don't love ledges <laughs> and who would, you know, otherwise have their stomach turn at the, these kinds of heights. And that was definitely happening for me. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. Y'all enjoy. And what's great about all of them is that there's never any pressure. But we all talk shit about you while you're out there. <laughs> no, because I could hear you. Right. No. Meanwhile, I was just talking shit about you, you were in, in my book, book of hexes. hexes. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So y'all took a whole bunch of pictures. And honestly, like, so two things. One, the view is incredible. It's a beautiful view. You're seeing the bridge from very far away, but it's a perfect like tunnel view of the bridge. I would say, having hiked some things that were narrower and scarier, and again, I'm not negating your fear or anybody's fear of heights. Yes, I would say that this is yes, very are. innocuous compared to like an Angel's Landing situation, let's say. Um, and, I would agree with you. And Definitely. I think even the garden wall and glacier, it felt more comfortable than that. Oh, this is way easier than either yes, of those. Or yeah. Moro Rock and Sequoia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? This isn't a level of scary like no, that. No, no. But it looks like it as you approach it. Now, Mike and Brian and Tino went out there. They came back and they said, just so that you know, it's really not so bad. It's a gradual decline after those like rocks over there. Mm-hmm. So it's not a steep drop off over right. there. Which I was like, okay, great. That's good to know. I still don't need to go out there right now, but I'm good. Yeah. When we returned in the fall with Brad, Grandma, Joy, and Jess, I did go all the way out to the end. Right. But you, I think, were at this point, Brad had Evan Williams and you were with Joy and Jess and I were ahead of you because Mm -hmm. Jess and I walked out to the point ahead of the two of you and there was a couple out there and they were like, can you take our picture? And we're like, yeah, sure. And... (laughs) <laughs> oh, didn't they go? They were do like, you want us "Do you to want take a, photo? a photo of you?" And I was like, "Honestly, I just met her today, so no." <laughs> I felt like such an ass afterwards. Like it was such a weird. Like I guess I should have just said yes and like dealt with it. Because um, I- I'm gonna just tell you this right now. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, you just say yes, yeah. and you go with that. <laughs> yeah. Or else, yeah, you do yeah. look like an owl. Yeah, oh, I felt like a total ass. I was like, I'm really sorry. Are you offering an apology to Jess? I right am, now and I apologize to her um, later, th- at the end of this trip, when we were with them. I was like, I'm sorry that I said no at the time. I should have just said yes. You're the coolest, because um, she was. Because meeting all of them... So Jess is one of Brad's best friends from college from vet school from vet school because brad is a veterinarian Mm -hmm. um and jess is a vet too grandma joy is sort of also like justice grandma joy yeah it was absolutely meeting instant family Mm -hmm. so um you just say yes to the photo you just say yes to the photo (laughs) girl come on yeah so brad and evan end up out there and then joy and i end up out there Mm -hmm. i remember there were a couple of guys who were like is she okay they were trail running i think they were trail running and they were like checking in to make sure she was good because she was tired at that point it had been a long day for them she'd also done all the stairs twice yeah and so she was like i'm gonna sit and breathe for a little while and they were like is she okay do we need and Mm -hmm. it was and brad's like yeah she's good she's fine she's just taking a breath but we did go all the way out to the point mm-hmm. and it was, it really was fine. Yeah. I felt totally fine mm-hmm. and safe the whole time. So I just want you to know that sometimes we face our fears and we, you know, and then we go out to the point cause we get a second chance. Grow from love. Grow from love. <laughs> I am Marsha Gay Harden. <laughs> yes. That is a hyper specific, uh, uh, first wives, first club Clives, first Clives club, <laughs> first wives club reference. This Clives club. And with that, let's take our second break. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage... Lex Luthor. I'm not going to lie. Lex Luthor might... I keep saying this, that it might be my drag name. Lex Luthor? I really love Lex Luthor. (laughs) I love the name Lex. Lex. Get in here, Lex. Very 1940s. Uh Mobster. I feel like it's like an androgynous queen, Mm. like that embraces masculinity and femininity. Mm. In the 40s, after all. In the 40s, right? I do. It would have to be, the queen would have to have like tremendous. Lo- tremendously long legs uh-huh. for days know, or just like uh, just for the fantastic legs yeah. you know what I mean like yeah or always serving leg you mm-hmm. know what I mean like legs is legs a little bit of torso and a head that's all you need <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah okay so who is legs Luther well the name is a derivative of Lex Luthor, who is Superman, Superman's, I almost said Supermelons, Superman's um, arch enemy. I think Lex oh. Luthor is a, um, a detective. Yeah, I love the idea of Lex Luthor being like a noir detective, I feel like. And fishnets, always in fishnets. Always. <laughs> legs. 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 Get in here, legs. There is definitely some trench coat involved in the act. There 100%. has to be. percent like, lots of trench coat, mm-hmm, lots of fishnets, mm-hmm. lots of like tall black heels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's sort of, it's like serving both Dick Tracy and Jessica Rabbit mm-hmm. all at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jessica Rabbit had some legs for days. So that's a great inspiration point for us. Um, yeah. What does she sing? I feel like she does top 40 as like a 1940s big band standard. Oh, okay. Right? Like, I feel like she would do Material Girl in a way that is like... 
Zoot suiting? Very that. Mm-hmm. I feel like she would do Boots by Nancy, Nancy Sinatra. I can't talk today also, by the way. Boots. Yeah. Yeah, slay the house down Boots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I also think she could do Man, I Feel Like a Woman in a very big band way. Mm-hmm. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. And I think her um, her merch is like a magnifying glass mm-hmm. or a spyglass. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's got to be, it has to have a dual purpose. Yeah, it that's has what to I was be thinking like that too. A lipstick spyglass. Yeah, it's yeah. a spyglass, but you pull it out and it's mm-hmm. a lipstick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Or maybe like. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's espionage. <laughs> we could I say think, that about Donald Trump. <laughs> I think actually it's a spyglass and when you unscrew the the handle something comes out, right? And depending on who buys it, it could be anything from a lipstick to maybe it's a pen mm-hmm. to uh maybe it is a voice recorder, maybe it's a little tiny scissor. Like there's lots of different things it's hidden. It's like a cereal box prize. Exactly. You never know what you're gonna get. You never know what you're gonna get. I like that. Well then Thades and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Legs Luther. Okay, so we begin to now make our way back. Now, the way back on these two hikes look very different. Yes. Let's talk about the way back with Brian and Tino. So the way back with Brian and Tino was like, let's reconnect. Let's figure out what we want to do. At this point, the sun was out and it had like the temperature had gone up again, still late afternoon. But there was definitely some delayering just on my part. Everybody else was like, I'm going to keep my jackets on. There were definitely some calls of nature that needed to be attended to on our way back. Certainly. We were also, again, I think the only people on this trail. I really don't remember I running don't remember into a single anyone. soul. Yeah, with it them. was a very interesting, like just quiet trail walk back for us. And I feel like we were scheming and talking about dinner plans. Like, right. what are we going to do for dinner? What do we need to get? Are we cooking or we whatnot? Right. And we we had, I think, decided to cook. We did. Yeah, we needed to attend to some um, grocery shopping. So it's like, you know, we did some um, list preparing and figured out what we wanted. Be prepared um, to hear all about that Mm -hmm. in the cold open of our next episode. Okay, well, maybe leave a little mystery too for the people. (laughs) Okay, we can. I'm I'm leaving mystery. You're going to hear all about it, everybody. Just get ready. Just get ready. Is that mysterious enough for you now, yeah. sis? Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Trauma, cut, trauma responding. Trauma <laughs> responding to needing to be right. That's right, Lord. Mm-hmm. Not when I cut up your wigs later. No. Yeah. So when we ascended our our way back upward through the rhododendron forest, fairly simply and easily in the spring, from what I remember, it was a pretty lovely walk back in like the late afternoon with Brian and Tino there was like a lot of just I think chatter about like the excitement of being able to be hiking with one another and like just the joy of being able to travel which like we had never traveled with them before so this was our first experience and as we have talked about before you'd never know what you're going to get when you're traveling with friends for the first time you might love them as a friend but then realize you are very different people when you travel and that was not the case with Brian and Tino it was very easy and that's something we learned time and time again on this trip and with other camping situations that we've done with them we were just like having a, a nature kiki the that whole is walk exactly back. what it was yeah. a nature mm-hmm. kiki 
So it was, it was very a lot of laughing, mm-hmm. a lot of jokes, a lot of talking about food. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good. And you know what I loved is that <laughs> we were all kind of the same when we returned back to the cabin because all of us sort of like went away Dispersed. to our own place <laughs> and like got quiet and just had to like screen scroll for a little while before we like came back together mm-hmm. to like make dinner. We needed some decompressed time. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the way back with Brad and Jess, Grandma Joy, and Evan Williams was a little different. Yes. Okay, so it's getting a little darker. I think at this point, we're probably out at the point around 4.35-ish. In October. In October. In early October. We know that we are not long for light in the world at this point, which is the title of my memoir. (laughs) Not Uh, long for light. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The Mike Ryan doom story. It's true. There's definitely a little bit of, okay, well, we definitely need to get back to the car. The trail isn't terribly difficult but we're gonna lose our our light here and i know we all had we all had our phones with flashlights on them but i think we had probably bought brought our headlamps but they were not with us correct so they were in our bags because we had assumed this would be quick right however but we didn't bring them with us because it wasn't something we thought to do right on our way back the parts that were downhill We're now treacherous and uphill. Mm -hmm. And what was even more sort of challenging was the fact that like, sometimes there are like, you know, trees you can grab onto when you're like hoisting yourself up some of these steeper areas. And uh, there wasn't really a ton of that here. Yeah. So there was a section where Joy was really trying to figure out how to make it up. And Brad was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to problem solve. Joy, you're going to get on my back. Which is something that they've done before. Mm -hmm. She wasn't happy about it. She wasn't happy. She was like, I'm fine, Brad. I am fine and I can do this by myself. He was like, nope, I'm making decisions right now and I insist. So she grabbed on and he piggybacked her up this incline section and then she got down and then we continued walking. Mm -hmm. Then we found we got to another small incline section That was a challenge. Yeah. So Brad had done the piggyback riding first. And so you and I both offered to do it. Mm -hmm. And And at the time... Absolutely not. Your back is awful. (laughs) That's what I did say to you. You I was like, you will throw your back out. You you mothered me. I mothered you real hard. And I was like, you will not volunteer for this. Mm -hmm. I will do this. So I gave Joy a piggyback ride about, I would say, maybe like, I don't know, a few hundred feet Mm -hmm. um, up. And then beyond. And then we got back finally onto a flat path. Yeah, gravelly sort of path. And um, and then when things were flat, we all of us were walking. Right. But at this point, we also were like in mm, very low light. Very low light. Like, and it was, like getting, it, had, it was getting dark. It was very clear, like based off of our time out from when we started to getting to Long Point, the end of the trail, this time in the fall that it was going to take a certain amount of time and kind of figuring that it would probably be about the same amount of time back because it was one and a half miles out, one and a half miles back. We could kind of figure where we would be and knowing when the sun was setting, we could kind of figure out how much light we were going to have, which was very little. This was also a moment all of us were talking about (laughs) food and (laughs) what we were going to be doing for food after this. Yeah, But we did finally make it back to the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was one of those things. And it was like, we're all, we all got to hang in there because it really is 
not too much further. No. Once we hit that sort of section where that little boardwalk looking out into the, the grass area and the people's backyards were, we were home free. Yeah. Yeah. But it was basically dark. There was very, very little light. The sun was down, but there was some low light in the sky. We did get back into the parking lot and those two guys that had checked on us were there. They're like, oh, you made it back. We're so happy. <laughs> like we were, wor- we were a little worried about you guys. And Joy was like, I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. And that is one of the things I adore about her. Mm-hmm. One of the many things I adore about her. Okay, so let's put the Long Point Trail on the Karen Stone scale. Um, I'm going to give it a four. I don't think it's really too tricky. I do think that there are definitely sections that can be difficult, but I think for the most part, it's a pretty straight shot out. It's that last section, maybe a five. I'll say a five. Um, It's that last section where you're hitting rhododendron forest out to the catwalk, out to the point that I feel like is the trickiest section of the trail. And that's maybe half a mile, if that. I was thinking five as well. Mm -hmm. That was my initial instinct. Because for me, it's ledgy. And it can get very muddy. You mean leggy? <laughs> <laughs> Leg Luther. Mm-hmm. It can be a little sort of treacherous in, in the like where to place my feet, especially mm-hmm. if it's muddy. Mm-hmm. So it takes some strategy. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying five as well. So 10 out of 20 Karen Stones. Great. And now let's end this episode with some Jeopardy style trivia. All right, Mike, why don't you start us off? Great. My trivia for this episode is titled The Second Time Around. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a step-by-step trivia. But since we've done this trail twice, it sort of felt like in a movie where a character has to time travel and they have to run into their former self. Oh. So, um, or avoid running into their former self, but retrace their steps. Okay. So this is a category all about time travel in cinema. Great. I so, feel like you've written time travel in cinema categories. I have, before. but not not these. I don't think I've done any of these as clues before. Great. What is Escape to Witch Mountain? <laughs> For 100. In the second installment of this time travel trilogy, we find Marty retracing his steps on the first adventure in the 1950s in order to prevent a darker future from transpiring in the 1980s. What is Back to the Present? what is back to the future two that's right thank you (laughs) (laughs) for 200 while in the penultimate film in this movie studio's major multi-film saga involves characters being blinked out of existence with the snap of a finger in the quote final film or air quotes final film Time travel is used to retrace steps from previous journeys and helps to flip the script on the whole situation. What is Harry Potter? No. Oh, hold on, hold on. What is what is uh, Avengers: Infinity War? Incorrect. End game. <laughs> wow. I haven't seen any of them, but okay, Three. I'll take it. I'll take it. I got it though. <laughs> Sure. I made it. (laughs) Sure. Just over the finish line. (laughs) Sure. For 300, in order to prevent two deaths, the character in this third installment of a book, then movie series, must travel back in time via magic, retrace their steps, and ponder, is that really what my hair looks like from the back? 
It's a book, then movie series. God, I don't know at all. I don't know. What is Twilight? What is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? Oh, they go back in time in that book? Yeah, girl. God, I haven't read that <laughs> That's book how in they fix so that. <laughs> long. Okay. All right. It only gets harder from here. Great. For 400, in this science fiction time travel movie involving the salvation of the human race from an invading alien species, Tom Cruise continues a Groundhog's Day style time loop with Emily Blunt until things finally go right in a movie whose title sounds like a Stevie Nicks song. Sort of. What is the time traveler's wife? Incorrect. Okay, what is Sicario? Incorrect. But Emily Blunt was in Sicario. (laughs) But Tom Cruise wasn't. Okay, but Emily Blunt was. (laughs) Okay, no, hold on. I know this. What is Rumors? (laughs) Okay, hold on. What is Edge of Tomorrow? That's correct. Look at you. I got there. Four, like four, four of them. Four. <laughs> Jesus, I got there. I did. I'd like you to tell you know <laughs> the host of Jeopardy that at some point. But I got there. Yeah, but I got. But I got. There. I'll get on Jeopardy one day, mm-hmm. and I will be like, oh no, my fourth answer. It did count. Mm-hmm. Great. All right, for five hundred in this '90s movie update of a '60s sci-fi space adventure show. That now has an updated two-season arc on Netflix. Professor John Robinson, played William Hurt, is hurtled back in time and space by a future version of his adult son in order to save his entire family and spaceship from calamity in the dramatic climax of the film. What is lost in space? There you go. Look at that. On the first time. (laughs) And Lacey Chabert was in that. She was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a weird cast. It was and Lacey Matt LeBlanc. Chabert, Matt LeBlanc, Heather Graham, Mimi Will- Rogers was in it. William Hurt. Gary Oldman. Yeah. What a weird yeah. ensemble. Yeah. Great. Okay. And that's the second time around. Great. This category is called simultaneous synonyms. Oh, great. So all of the answers will be synonyms for the word simultaneous. Great. So you have to guess the synonym based on the clue. Wonderful. For 100, this simultaneous synonym is a moment of happenstance, often used in rom-com meet-cutes, that might spark someone to say, oh, I didn't know you would be here. That's so funny that we're in the same place at the same time. Maybe we should get a coffee. What is serendipity? No, not serendipity. Okay. But I could technically, I feel like I could accept that. I feel like that's an acceptable answer for that clue. And serendipity does sort of mean intersect at the exact same time, right? Yeah. Serendipitous. I think it's something that... I'll accept it. The answer I was looking for was coincidence. Okay. Okay, great. But that's okay for 200. This simultaneous synonym could also be synonymous with harmony and is a word that means together peacefully in the same place. It's also a bumper sticker featuring spiritual symbols of many religions, including a Star of David, a peace sign, a cross, the yin and yang, and a crescent moon. What is unity? Incorrect. And unity is not a simultaneous synonym. But it also means harmony. What's that bumper sticker? Yeah, no, I know. I thought it was unity or unification, but it's not. It's... um, what is coexist? 
Correct. Right. Coexist. Look, on the second time... You got it. Around. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Okay, for 300. This simultaneous synonym was used quite often in virtual teaching and means to have a lesson occur live and in real time. And is definitely the inspiration word for the band featuring Chris, Joey, Lance, JC, and Justin. You're really going to send me into trauma right now? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Because I feel it. (laughs) Right. What is in sync? What is synchronistic? There you go. Synchronous. Correct. Correct. Caress. 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 (laughs) (laughs) For 400, this simultaneous synonym may be heard when studying history particularly any kind of art history. It might be used to describe Christopher Marlowe when talking about Shakespeare. It might be used to describe Paul Gauguin when talking about Van Gogh. It's also the name of an art movement, which essentially means any art created today or in today's time. What is contemporary? Correct. (laughs) I'm sorry, caress. (laughs) And finally, for Caressa Williams. (laughs) Caressa Williams. (laughs) I like that. For 500, this simultaneous synonym refers to two things running or operating at the same time. This term is often used when describing prison sentences. If I were to break down the word in charades, I would act like I was stealing something, and then I would act like I was water moving quickly in one direction. What is a concurrent event? (laughs) Correct. Concurrent. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gaze at the National Parks.com. That's Gaze, G A Z E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the gay shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey. 